Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It is such a pleasure to be with all of you today. Hot summer days. They call them the dog days of summer. I forget the meaning on that, where that came from. I forgot. I'm a, I'm a trivia and information junkie, but I don't remember where they got that phrase. So today we're going to continue the series, Speak God's Language. Somebody say, Speak God's Language. Now I want to begin by saying something that I believe is so important, and I believe it's going to hit some of you right where you need it most. And that is, this is not the end. This is not the end. Anybody been through a, a problem, a trial, a tragedy, a mistake? And I know we as humans, unless it's just me, and I don't think so, there's been times you go, man, this is it. You ever felt like that? Say, man, this is it. How do we recover from this? It feels terrible. You know what? Let me give you some good news this morning. The good news is, is when you're in a valley, that means you're between two mountain peaks. A man of God said that. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to borrow it. That means that God was with you in the mountain peak. He brought you to the mountain peak last time, but now you're in the valley, and there's another mountain peak ahead of you. It's, it's going to happen. So you've heard Pastor Jen talk about, you know what? It's not always going to be this way, and I'm telling you today, let me add to that. This is not the end, and that is speaking God's language. When you say, you know what? There is hope for the future. There's hope. Even if it's a pinprick of light, you say, man, I do not know. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And I got some more good news for you. Many times when there's a heartbreak, you've gone through something, you're recovering from something, you say, man, it is breaking my heart that that had to end. You ever been to one of those endings? Maybe it was work, a relationship, some kind of friendship, something happened. Man, you say, man, this had to end. But guess what? You know what an ending means? It means there's a new beginning coming. When something ends, something else begins. That is the cycle of life. That is the way God created it. Scripture says seed time and harvest. When you sow a seed, that seed is dead to you, isn't it? It's in the ground. But nothing can come up from the ground unless you let that seed die. You put it in the ground and trust God and water it and believe Sometimes the busiest season for you is believing after you've sowed a seed. You say, man, I gave to the Lord's work. I gave to a mission trip, or I gave time, or I've sowed this, I've sowed that. Scripture says seed time and harvest will continue forever on this planet. Seed time and harvest. So when something ends, something else begins. Let's go to Philippians 1.6. I know you're going to like this. You've heard this verse many times. Like what the Apostle Paul is saying here, he says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, someone say the good work, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Let me read that again. Let's go back. Let's try reading it all together on the count of three. One, two, three. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I would not read this book to you, this Bible to you, if I didn't believe it. Scripture says every little bit of it will be fulfilled. So God is not finished yet. 
Some of you have been, I feel this by the Spirit of God this morning. Some of you have been through some seasons where some things have ended. You've been through some harsh realities. Maybe it's been through, you've been through some tragedy. Man, I remember through 2013 through 2018, we lost my grandma, an aunt, and an uncle, and my mom. All of them pretty close to us, of course. My mom, grandma, we helped care for her. Had an aunt and uncle that were dear to me. But I noticed even when someone passed away and went to heaven, there was a new beginning. There was a different season. I remember the day my grandmother died in October of 2013, and it was a different season. We missed her, but it was something different and something new. And when my aunt and uncle passed away, and then, oh man, when my mom passed away, you guys know that's just part of our testimony. We don't understand it all. Mom went to heaven in May of 2018. You say, well, it's a new season now. It's something different. It's something different, something new. So I want to talk to you today about what to do when you're in the valley and you feel like, man, this is it. And God is saying, this is not the end. This is not the end. Here's how you keep your faith up. Some of you have heard some of these points before. Review is good. I've spun it a little differently. You're going to recognize some of these verses. Review is good. Let's, let me read this verse to you one more time, and then we'll get into our points this morning. I am certain that God who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished (laughs) on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Let me give you some more good news. I love telling you that this morning. There's all kinds of good news. If Jesus has not returned yet, then it's not over. It's not over. Like Dad says, oh, Jesus returns in our lifetime, we'll just change our plans. We'll go with him, right? Scripture says we'll be caught up and we'll go with Jesus. He's going to return again. That's what the Bible says. You believe in Jesus, you believe that, you believe the word. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not over till it's over. Jesus has not returned yet, and you're still alive. Someone say, thank God I'm alive. Uh I know you've been through some seasons. You said, man, I was just going through the motions. I felt like I was dead. Well, you're still alive. Look at the car wrecks you've walked away from. Some of you passed through substance abuse and survived. Some of you passed through abusive relationships. Some of you have had your heart broken. You said, this is it. It's over. What do I do now? And God says there's a new beginning. Look at this first point here. When you speak God's language, you're going to keep hearing his word. Someone say, keep hearing it. Keep hearing it. I want to ask you to take inventory this morning on a few things. And the first one is, what are you listening to? You don't have to be ashamed of this. Nobody in here does. But you remember during COVID, all they did was blanket us and saturate us and pour that mess on us. They made it sound like everybody was going to fall over dead. And you were irresponsible and hateful if you went out in public. That was a bunch of weird stuff, man. They spun that and spun that and spun that. You know something's going on when a bunch of of governments, the the whole earth agrees on something. I'm suspicious anyway. We say, wait, all the governments on the planet agree on this? This is a conspiracy. (laughs) You know what someone said years ago? I don't know exactly what it means, but it makes me laugh. They said, what do you mean there's no conspiracy? Why not? I don't know, but that was strange. And beyond all that, the conspiracy talk or whatever, people were lonely and scared. Did you know anxiety and depression went up 25% worldwide, they calculated, during covid Stay safe and healthy, but don't be around anyone. No, we met for Bible study. 
we met for Bible study. I wasn't breathing down anybody's neck. I let people sit as far away from me as they wanted to or as close to me as they wanted to. I didn't have anybody holding my hand because I don't roll that way anyway, but it's an all-men's Bible study. <clears throat> but I remember we sat right over here behind Ryan and Dad and Jen over in that corner, and we just met. And it was great. But there were folks that were, they were anxious and depressed. They didn't know what to do. Because what were they listening to? They were listening to the news. The world's ending tomorrow. I remember at one point, Jen looked at me and goes, if it's this bad, because we'd leave Dad's house on Sundays. You know, we, we, we usually meet with the family at Dad's house on Sundays after the Spanish service. And Jen said, two questions. If it's this bad, why is Walmart full all the way to McDonald's? And why aren't people falling over dead right now? Why aren't they just falling over dead? Must have been some lies in there. But here's what I got to say. Here's my point. Keep hearing it, but not the world's news, not the enemy's news. We're going to keep hearing God's word. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. You're very familiar with this verse, but man, we got to keep this before us. We got to keep hearing it. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. One translation says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Someone say hearing by the word of God. What are you listening to? you got to speak the word to people. you got to listen to the word. Now there's no excuse about it. Say, man, I don't hear the word ever. Man, you got a Bible app. Regardless of where you come from, your background, you believe the word, you can get a Bible app now and it can play the word as much as you want all day long. Man, I believe the New, New Living Translation on the YouVersion app even has a lady reading the Bible. That's cool. Never heard, I, I honestly don't remember hearing that before. It's usually men for some reason. But is a lady reading the Bible. And she sounds awesome. So you got to keep hearing it. Someone said keep hearing it. You know the problem with hearing negative things is after a while you believe them. After a while you go, well, you know, uh, is the world ending? Is it over? Is it this? Is it that? Is it? Uh, this is, these are not political statements. These are based, we're either going to base our lives on the truth of God's word or we're not. We can't have it both ways. And I'm going to tell you right now, those who have said everything's true, well, how is that possible? Because a lot of things are contradictory. You've got to go back to God's word. Well, it's all true. If what's true for you is true for you, then great. But our truth contradicts each other. That's why we've got to go to a higher power, and that's God's moral standards, his truth. Someone say God's truth. You've got to keep hearing it. You can't lose yourself in the valley. I love saying this. This has been for me, man. I've been through a valley. You gotta, I got I to gotta just say this out loud and hear myself say it and keep hearing it. This is for you as well this morning. Is in the valley. I told Dad Brown the, this, this week too. It's a great saying. I don't know who came up with this, but it's true. Fruit grows in the valleys, not at the mountaintop. You stand at the mountaintop and you're champion and you're victorious. But man, in the valley, that's where fruit grows. Apple trees, and I believe avocados grow on the side of a mountain. How many of you like avocados? They don't grow at the very top of the mountain. Temperature's got to be just right for avocados. Many times we come down the mountain and go, oh, man, I'm headed down, I'm headed down. No, God just has a different season for you. One season ends, another one begins. How many of you are glad that summer doesn't last forever in Hobbs? Some of you, it feels like it. We did, I don't know how many, 15 or 20 days of 100 degrees. Remember recently? He said, man, is this, is this ever going to end? Praise God, we dropped down into the 90s again. But don't worry, it's going to get warm again. Seasons and times change. The wind blows something else in. So keep hearing it. Someone say, keep hearing it. 
Let's go to point two this morning. Keep reading it. What are you reading? Some go, you know what, I've been a believer a long time. I don't really read the Word. Well, you need to get in the Word. You need to have a systematic plan for reading the Bible every year, whatever that is. If a chapter a day, two chapters, three chapters a day, you read three chapters a day, you'll read through the entire Bible in a year. But you've got to keep reading it. Some folks say, well, all I read is Instagram. There's some good stuff on Instagram, but not everything is. Some people say, well, all I read is the newspaper. Uh, mm, mm, mm. You better read God's Word. You better set something before your eyes that will edify you and build you up. Let's go to Psalm 119.9. Psalm 119.9. This is for anybody, but I love how it says this. How can a young person stay pure? How can anybody stay pure? By obeying your word. You say, I don't know what God's word is. You need to read it. You need to hear it and you need to read it. Let's keep going. I've tried hard to find you, the psalmist says. Don't let me wander from your commands. How will you know what God commands if you don't read his word? I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I praise you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. I've recited aloud all the regulations. There's hearing it again. As you read it, you've given us. I've rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches. Wow, how many people can say that? I will study your commandments and reflect and think about and ponder and meditate on your ways. Hmm. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. What are you reading? You ever read something that disturbed you? I tend to be a news fanatic if I'm not careful. I started to take away news notifications on my phone you know you realize that smartphones are built to make you addicted to your phone have you noticed that how many times a day we pick them up if you have an iphone it registers how many times i'm sure androids do this too how many times a day you pick up your phone it it's told me before you picked up your phone a hundred times today i feel convicted i said how did i have time for that you just i'm tired of this phone it's driving me crazy oh but did anyone text did anyone call is there a notification what are we waiting for? My gosh, take a break, right? But I had to turn off news notifications say, oh, wow, here it is again. And a lot of that is there's lies mixed in with the truth, but there's also just a lot of bad news out there. You know, people, humans are fascinated with bad news. Have you noticed that? People will go, you know what happened? And everybody's ears start perking up. You know what I heard? I don't know when it was, if it was the 70s or the 80s. Some, there was a, something came out, maybe you've heard this story before, look into it. It was something called Good News America or something. They said they had a brilliant idea. I think it was a great idea. They said, we're going to only share good news. Well, guess what? They couldn't make it. They went out of business. People said, I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly, or mostly the bad and the ugly. The negative stuff. Who's doing what? What happened? No, you need to keep reading God's word. Why? It reminds you that this is not the end Someone say, this is not the end. Let, let's have an honest show of hands this morning. You know I love surveys, right? I just love it, and I say I love it every time just because I'm interested. Have, and my hand will go up to you. Have you ever felt at any point in your life you said, this, this, is, this is the end or it could be the end? Raise your hand if you're honest. Say, man, this is it. I've been vanquished. Alas, I've been defeated. It's over. This is going to sound silly to you. But I remember, here I was, i just turned 20, looked in the mirror one day, and what I dreaded was happening. I had an uncle who I looked very similar to, and he was slick-headed. I was 20, I looked in the mirror, 
and I was starting to notice that my hair was going somewhere. Those of you scientific people, you know that matter is neither created nor destroyed in a chemical reaction. It goes somewhere. And my hair was falling to the floor after I showered. I would towel dry, and I could, it was like our former, our, our golden retrievers who are in heaven now. I could go like this, and I could just see hair. And the air went, oh, no. Nobody's going to want to marry me. This is the end. This is the end of the world as, as I know it. Wasn't that a song? I said, oh, no, Lord. Oh, my gosh, Paul, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then someone told me, hey, the most expensive countertops are made of granite. You may or may not get that one, but that's okay. Take your time. You're worth waiting on. I said, huh. Huh. It's not the end. It is never the end. It's not the end until you're in heaven or Jesus comes or both. It's not the end. Someone say it's not the end. I'm here to encourage you today. The truth of God's word is there's a lot more coming. There's a lot more coming. You may have your battles. You may have your valleys. Man, you may have your tough times and your trials and tribulations, tragedies, misunderstandings, mistakes. Mm, but it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. Hmm. So what are you reading? Make sure the word is part of your regimen. Focus on the word. Get into the word. Keep reading it. How about this one? Look at point number three up here. Look at this. Keep saying it. Keep Saying it. Saying what? Well, you've got to speak God's language, and God's language is faith, and faith is his word. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three 23 in the New King James Version. Look at this. Look at this. For assuredly, this is Jesus speaking. You have a hard copy Bible, a red letter edition that's red. That's Jesus talking. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Did you catch that? Hold on. He says, I say to you, right? Whoever says, right? You catching the saying it, saying it, saying it? Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what? Those things he says, someone say says, will be done. Uh-oh, and then it says it again. He will have whatever he says. Can I read through that again? You see how many times it says, says? For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that, those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. There's a reason why the writers of this, in copying down Jesus' words, wrote all this down like this. Jesus is saying over and over again, says. you got to keep saying it. So once again, keep taking inventory of what you're saying. Even recently, God's dealt with me about saying negative things. Not hateful things, not hurtful things, but being negative. Don't raise your hand. Anybody in here been negative lately? Kind of look at me and wink. I'm kidding. Nobody will know. Have you been negative lately? You thought negative. You said, man, I fought with that, but then I went ahead and said it. Oh, it's always worse when you say it. It really brings you down. You start talking negative. Mm -mm. Scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. you got to speak life, speak life, speak life. Make sure you're aware and cognizant about what you're saying. Don't just want to say any old negative thing. Say, I don't, I don't know that words have power. Really? Okay. Tell someone, I hate someone you love, say, I hate you, and don't tell them you're kidding. Tell your boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm breaking up with you. 
April Fools? We've all said some crazy stuff before. Stuff that was injurious and hurtful. But man, I'm going to tell you right now, your relationship with God is so important. It's important to God. It should be important to you, and I know it is. You've got to keep speaking the truth of God's word as you speak his language. You've got to keep saying it. Someone say, keep saying it. Put that up there again, would you please, ma'am? Keep saying it. That's point three today. Keep saying it. So what are you saying? I challenge you today, and here's your homework. Keep speaking the truth of God's word. Speak light and life. You know what I like to do? I like to give people compliments, but real compliments, not fake ones. Man, I like your shoes. I always notice shoes. I don't know what it is with people who are raised poor. They like, I don't know, I don't know if you're this way, if you're raised poor. People who are raised poor, they like shoes. Why is that? We were humble. We were never in poverty or anything, but we were raised humbly. And I, I noticed shoes. I knew a guy one time. He was raised poor. I went to visit him at, at his apartment. And I kid you not, he must have had over 100-something pairs of shoes, and he had them lined along all the walls in the living room. Incredible. It's like, wow. That, okay, can I just be honest with you? That would stress me the heck out keeping track of that many shoes because I'd probably lend some out or the our dog would take some he likes shoes take a shoe I wouldn't know I, I wouldn't know what to do with all those shoes <laughs> but here's my point I love to compliment people on stuff that's real to me I love meeting bald guys I do always I've always shared that camaraderie with them and now it's been 20 it was 20 years in January since I shaved my head and I see guys I'm like I look at them real serious in the store I'm all bro that's a nice haircut they're all thanks you too you know how many conversations I've struck up with people and they'll they'll go well how do you cut yours and how often I'm like ah not very often you know just, just start talking just start talking I keep saying good things as a whole right God's been dealing with me about some stuff saying hey stay out of the negativity we don't need that. I don't need that. You don't need that. Would you repeat something with me? Say, I will speak God's word. I will keep saying it. And I will keep saying it. Someone say, repetition is good if I'm saying what's right. Say, God is with me. God is for me. He lives inside of me. He's blessed me. He protects me. And I know... His word is true, and I believe his word, and I will keep saying it. Excellent. Let's give the Lord a clap offering on that one, if you would. Look at point four here. Keep doing it. Let's go to James 1.22. James 1.22. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You ever done that? You glanced in the mirror, came back, looked again, came back, looked again. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. <laughs> but Such a great example, so real, so practical. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, God's word, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Someone say doing Got to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer, but a doer. 
One thing I like about, and, and some of you, I don't know this about you, but I know this about Dad Brown. I know this about our friend Ryan. I know this about my dad, is they're very regimented about stuff. They do stuff over and over and over again. Very regimented, very routined. I am naturally weak at that. You know, free spirits, I, it's so weird. There's times Jen goes, why are you driving that way? It's longer. I go, I wanted to see something different. The car just went that way. She goes, you can turn right, right here. We'll get there 30 seconds faster, a minute faster maybe. I don't know. But I will say this about those of you who are strong in that area where you go, you know what? I just keep doing it. I do it over and over again until I master it. I, this is what I do. This is how I do it. It works for me. That is great. That is great. You can turn that toward God's word and obeying him. Grandpa Sinai had a famous quote for doing it. Remember, John? He'd say, if you're going to do it, then do it. You still with me? There's actually truth in that, even though it sounds silly. If you're planning on do it, doing it, then go ahead and do it. Get it done. You don't have to procrastinate. I tend to be a procrastinator. I'm getting slightly better here and there. Keep doing it. You keep doing the right stuff for long enough, it becomes a habit. Supposedly, you can do something for 21 days straight, and it becomes a habit. Dad's big on teaching for the spiritual warfare class. Man, you go 10 weeks in there. It's that 70 days. You break old habits, you form new ones, and they're the right kind of habit. And that's incredible the way God made us, that you can finish off something. You say, is this the end? Well, that old thing has ended there, but this is not the end for me. And I'm starting something new with a new habit, something new in God. You know, Scripture says that God himself said, behold, I will do a new thing. We need that, don't we? You ever felt stuck in a rut? You said, man, we're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. What is wrong? And we're expecting different results. I've had those seasons. You just, it's like you forget yourself and go, man, well, I'm just ho I'm hoping it'll change, but I'm not doing anything different. No, we've got to do something different. It's a new season, a new beginning. It's time. It's not the end, but it's time for a new season and a new beginning. Someone say, this is not the end. Yeah, that's speaking God's language. This is not the end the end. Let's go to Psalm 8411. Psalm 8411. For the Lord God is our sun and shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Some translations say from the righteous. That's you. Once you've accepted Jesus, professed faith in him, and accepted him as your Savior, you are the righteous. You are in right standing with God through Jesus and by his blood. Hell was not made for you. You were called to be in heaven. Everything is a choice, though. You accept Jesus or you don't, regardless of your background, where you come from, what you believe. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, Scripture says. And we know that through him there's always hope and a new beginning. Let me read that again. I love this verse. I ran across it the other day in my daily reading. For the Lord God is our sun and shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right, from the righteous. So this is not the end. You can look ahead. You can hope. You can believe and you can rejoice. I heard Pastor Jen saying some of those very things this morning. She didn't know what was in my notes. You can look ahead and hope and believe and begin to praise God and rejoice. And aren't you excited that the cross wasn't the end? The disciples thought it was over. They got depressed. You look at Scripture, they said, man, they were heartbroken when Jesus was crucified. They thought it was the end, but Sunday came. Sunday came, and he rose again. 
Jesus rose again. And this, dear brothers and sisters, is not the end. So keep doing it. Keep doing the right thing every day. Keep doing God's word. Keep obeying. Keep doing it. Someone said keep doing it. Let me go through these points again. Keep hearing it. Someone said keep hearing it. Keep reading it. There you go. Keep saying it. Keep doing it. Because this is not the end. And you know, doing all this stuff will remind you as you do this, as part of your regimen, part of your day, part of your week, part of your month, part of your year, you will be reminded that this is not the end. I will stick with this, even through the valley. Scripture talks about, in Psalm 23, the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death feels hopeless. Some of you have been there before. You say, man, I lost a loved one. It felt like everything was ending. That season has ended, but something new is beginning now. Because once again, forgive me for repeating myself so much, I want it to really get within you and fall deep within you and fall deep inside of you. And that is this is not the end. It's not the end. You say, man, I've been through the valley of the shadow of death. But, hmm, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, Scripture says, for you are with me. No matter how it feels, God has promised, Jesus has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. All right? So keep speaking God's language. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. I want to pray with you. And we're going to leave the lights off for the duration of prayer time. I'm going to pray for salvation, and I'm going to pray a blessing over you. And then we're going to have all the missionaries come up that are going with us on the mission trip this, this coming week. And we're going to pray for you at the end of this time before we take up our offering this morning. This is so important. Is there anybody in this house with your heads bowed and your eyes closed that would say, Pastor Matt, I, I know Jesus spoke about heaven and hell. I know hell wasn't meant for us. It wasn't. Scripture says it was prepared for Satan and his angels, fallen angels. But you say, I know I was called to be in heaven. How do I get there? Well, Scripture says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If there is anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus or professed him publicly as my Savior, we're going to pray this prayer together. But you can raise your hand now, and I'll pray with you. And we will pray with you as a family. If there's anyone in this house who says, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and never confessed him, would you raise your hand today? We will pray together as family do, as friends do, as brothers and sisters in Christ do. Is there anyone in this house? You say, I've never accepted Jesus. Just give you a moment. Raise your hand. I will pray with you. This is your time. All right. So we're going to pray that prayer together. It's also for those joining us on the live stream. Would you pray this prayer with me? Someone say, Heavenly Father, please cleanse me. Forgive me of my sin. I'm sorry, Lord, for offending you. All sin is personal to you because you're holy and you're perfect. Forgive me and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. See, I confess and believe that Jesus is Lord. The world is not my Lord. Satan is not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. And I believe he died and rose again.
so that I could be in heaven with him. I'm saved. I'm saved from hell, from my sin, and from this world. In Jesus' name I believe. Amen. Stand to your feet if you would. I want to have just a brief moment of prayer with you as church family. If there was something I said this morning or something that God said through me as his his messenger, something in the word this morning touched your heart or moved you or convicted you or awakened you to something, would you raise your hand this morning? We're going to pray together as family. God bless you for your humble hearts. God bless you so much. Let's pray with those hands in the air. Go ahead. Father, I thank you for your people. They're humble and wonderful hearts. Every person in this house was so attentive to your word, God. There's way better preachers than me. There's way more eloquence out there. There's way more exciting things going on than just me as your messenger. But I know, Lord, that you speak through me as your messenger. You've called me to do it, and I did it. And, Father, I thank you that your people listened today. And I believe your word has fallen on good ground. So continue to change them in those areas where they were touched, convicted, moved, swayed. Or turned a little bit. Father, I thank you. We give you glory today. In Jesus' name.